0: Prince Remembered from The Current. I mean, he basically combined, you know, funky black music with uh, spiky rock music. Uh, and, you know, he used, uh, it was, uh, wasn't was Motown, it was a sharper version of Motown. Uh, it wasn't as slick as Motown, it was a little bit uh, uh, spikier than Motown, and yet... Um, It had this amazing backbeat. And then, of course, on top of everything else, you had a guy who played guitar just phenomenally well. I mean, you know, not Jimi Hendrix well, but close. Uh, Just, you know, a guy who could really, you know, rip off an amazing two-minute solo in the course of what otherwise was a ballad or something or a funk tune. And then he began to, you know... uh, put uh, dirty lyrics in to titillate people and also to satisfy his own, you know, strange case uh, of how to go things. And that created more controversy. And then he began to want to claim uh, control of his own music and call himself by a glyph. And that uh, created even more controversy. He had an album called controversy, obviously um, he was a provocateur and uh, 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 I think an amazing genius. I mean, I, I know it's, you know, that word gets worn out, but uh He was uh, somebody who, if you heard him, um, (laughs) it would be very hard for me not to recommend the music of Prince, the actual music of it, the lyrics aside, to just about anybody I know, regardless of their taste, uh, just because it had an indefinable quality that was attractive to a huge swath of people. So, of course, he he is doing this in Minneapolis. You know, he was a solitary artist in many respects. Uh, certainly in terms of the way he conceptualized things. Uh, He had collaborators later, obviously, and, uh, you know, the time and uh, the whole flight time crew obviously helped define that purple funk sound. But I think the isolation uh, of Minneapolis and the isolation of being one of the few black people in a predominantly white metropolis um, kind of informed some of what he did. Uh, And then I just think that... uh, You know, this area was uh, a place he was always kind of of Minneapolis in his own way. You know, he was a sports guy. He was, uh, uh, you know, he was he was an interesting combination of culture. And I think that Minneapolis culture had something to do with that. But I think even more than the particular culture, it was this idea that um, he was a minority uh, and he was kind of flying by his own seat of his pants. And I think Minneapolis is a really good place to do that. But what what did he do to the music scene though? Because there are obviously so many bands here doing so many different things. Yeah, I mean, there's always there's many Minneapolis sounds. I mean, there was the flannel shirt sound of, you know, the replacements with Scudo Soul Asylum that was happening right around the same time. And before that, obviously the trashman and all that other stuff. But if, if you go to France or you go to Seattle or you go to uh Mississippi and you say, you know, what is the Minneapolis sound? It will be the sound that was minted by Prince and by, you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis at Flight Time, and by a variety of those bands, uh, the offshoots of those bands, um, Alan Leeds and all the other, you know, uh, uh, Prince-oriented groups. It was a a funked-up Motown. It wasn't a soul Motown more than a funky Motown. And um, there was just a kick to it. There was a spritz to it. And um, I think it was incredibly influential, um, both in defining the most dominant subgenre of music here, but also obviously around the world.